So good afternoon, and uh, every day now for the, the the last week we had talks, and the talks were mostly a kind of introduction, just to explain how we can approach the, the our practice. So every day we were having a talk, and then for the next days or the next weeks, maybe the talks will alternate uh, by a few days, or it may not be that regular actually. actually we may have just two talks a week, but. Uh, Uh, the title of the talk tonight, just as a conclusion for the introduction, is uh, uh, the it, it <laughs> 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 see, I even forget, so we have to improvise with what comes to us, isn't it? Anyway, it's, uh, it's official, you can see it on the board, so we will talk about that. <laughs> And uh, uh, why is the path a multiple lane highway. I think the, even the title is interesting. Why is the path a multi-lane highway? That means we are going on a road and then there are many lanes. That means we have many uh, possibilities of speed and also we can adjust according to our Uh, wish according to our temperament. So we see that uh, actually in the in the Theravada tradition or the Buddhist tradition in general, there is a lot of flexibility. Sometimes when we look at the commentaries or the official texts where we have a system that is being explained, it looks uh, very rigid. Sometimes also it can look to us uh, rather dogmatic. But actually, the way that it was carried on with the tradition was very much adapted to each individual, according to the situation, according to the culture, the society, the environment. A lot of adjustment could be done. So here, uh, we have, for example, in the traditional uh, presentation of the text and also presentations of the methods, uh, different adaptation made according to different temperaments. Also, we all have different characters. So, a teacher, or sometimes ourselves also, we can see which type of character or temperament we have in general, and then we can adapt the practices according to the way we are. And sometimes also we can uh, change, like we can have a, a mixture of a greedy type or very excited or hatred or, you know, various types of uh, character. We can find that in ourselves. So this is why uh, uh, there are different approaches. But the, the teacher himself or the earth self will actually have a very close look at the way that the student is behaving, as the way that uh, uh, the person that he wants to teach is behaving. So he will really look at how he walks, like in the text, you know, they, they explain that the teacher is watching how the person walks, how the person dresses, how the person eats, and also how the person wakes up. So right from the beginning of the day, We have to see ourselves or someone has to give a critical or kind of evalu evaluating eye on how we are. Like which type of mood do we have in general during the day from the beginning 
And then from there, we adjust. And then we see what is needed. So the practice is to feed ourselves. The practice is to nourish ourselves and then to develop ourselves. So we need to see what is actually necessary for us. But also, uh, we see that the teachers cannot be for sure, they cannot be sure about what has to be done for a person. So the evaluation that uh, uh, someone can make about your practice can be correct, and sometimes it, it, it can, it's not necessarily uh, right to the point. So the advice or the prescription may also be a little bit wrong. This is possible. And it's amazing to see that in the text, in the official text, we see that even like, you know, the, like the, the clo- the, the one of the first disciple of, uh, like the, the chief of wisdom of the disciple of the Buddha, Sariputta, he was a great teacher and then also very wise, but he could even make mistake. So even in the text, we see that sometimes Sadibhuta will give advice to someone and it will not be exactly what the person needs. So they say, they say that, well, it's a tentative and then we try like this and then we see what will be the effect and we'll see also if it is appropriate. But there is always also the possibility to change, to change the, uh, the, 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 what, uh, what needs to be developed or corrected. So the practices also can be divided like uh, by way of uh, observation and then direction. So we observe and then we direct. That means we are observing the way things are and then we can adjust according to the way we want to develop them. So the approach actually uh, is very important. And then the approach that we will have is geared towards uh, bringing some balance and clarity. So what will be our objective when we practice meditation? Maybe we want to improve. Maybe our practice is aimed towards development. We want to improve and develop. So what are we going to develop and how are we going to proceed in order to develop what we are (laughs) wanting to develop? 
So uh, in the spiritual on the spiritual journey, actually the the development regards the aspect of clarity of mind. This is related to samadhi concentration. And also the development regards the aspect of wisdom, that means understanding. And these two things, the clarity of the mind and the understanding that it brings, is going to affect our life. And this is the ethical aspect of the practice, sila. So we see that the, the sila, the behavior, our comportment, the way we live, will influence the quality of our mind. The quality of our mind will influence also the way we understand things. And then the way we understand things, again, will come back and uh, correct or adjust the way we are living. And then like this, it's a cycle. So we see sometimes the comparison of, uh, of the practice as uh, with the two hands. So on one hand, you have understanding. Panya, and then on the other hand, you have sila, and together with uh, uh, samadhi. So samadhi is with the understanding, the clarity of the mind, and then sila, the virtue, is uh, on the other side. So it's like the two hands washing uh, each other. So how do we develop the samadhi? Huh? So. Uh, samadhi relates to the harmony, it relates also to the unity that we, that we can have, the togetherness that the mind is able to develop. So yesterday we, we, we spoke about the, the quality of faith, the quality of confidence and trust, and then we used the different examples as to how to improve this, uh, this quality of faith. And then the, the, some suggestions that were given is that we, have to, we can remember the good qualities that we had. Huh? Like the, some, if we are generous, we can remember that. If we have a very good uh, attitude and comportment, then we can remember that. Sometimes also we can remember the qualities of the Buddha or the qualities of someone who really inspired us before. So these types of reflections bring a quality to the mind that enables the mind to develop into uh, samadhi. Uh, it brings the, the mind together and then the mind gets uh, concentrated with these uh, uh, meditation subjects. And also the practice of metta also has the same advantage that uh, when we are practicing the metta, loving-kindness, then also the mind comes together and then we are very happy and then the mind is very concentrated, the mind also is very clear. Then we have many uh, meditation subjects that are also uh, doing the same, uh, the, 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 the same thing. So we, we get many advantages and different advantages by knowing which type of objects that are necessary at that time. So first we have to observe, uh, we have to allow the things to be. Like when we start the practice, then we just listen very carefully. What is happening here now on my cushion? Or when I wake up in the morning, which mood? Am I having? And then we allow it to be. Sometimes we can be very grumpy. Sometimes we are tired. We didn't have a very good night's sleep. Or sometimes we wake up and we are so happy. So these different moods, 
need to be observed and also we need to adjust somehow what we have in regard to what we want to achieve or what we want to the way we want to be so this is this has to do with meditation we are observing and then we are adjusting according to the need Also, these last days, we have been practicing metta, and then uh, we encourage the instructions also were in, in relation to the metta. So, uh, the practice of metta actually is a superior type of practice. And then I, I, we can make the, the, the parallel with, there is a text somewhere in the Anguttara, and then they say that you have four types of people you have those who care only for themselves. You have those who care only for other people. You have those who care I'm, I'm not so good in mathematics. Hmm? <laughs> Pardon me? Yeah, so the, the, the some some people care for for about that means for another person and then for themselves, and then the fourth person will don't care for anybody. <laughs> Take care of themselves first and then others. No, but it will be the same. Like uh, some people don't care at all, or they care only for themselves. Some people care only for other people. Some people care for both. So then. Yeah, yeah. So the, 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 it will be a question of order then, like like you can start with somebody else, and then after that it can come back to you. So, uh, so this will come to this will come to have like as long as you care for somebody, uh, as long as you care for yourself, and also that you care for others, then this is the superior type of of person. So to care for ourselves and then also to care for other people, then this is the best type of practice. So we can say that the practice of metta is that. That means we care for ourselves and also we care for other people. Sometimes we can start we can start for by other people and then care for ourselves. So it's it is a, it is reciprocal reciprocal. Also, uh, the practice of metta is uh, is also an attitude. So it can be an attitude in our life, and because it is an attitude, it's a way of living. Then also it can be adapted to different ways of practicing. So, for example, in some texts they say that uh, the the practice of metta can be adapted or can be combined with the practice of the seven enlightenment factors. Mm? So you, you, you practice the seven enlightenment factors. We will not go into, into the details now with these. And then uh, a combination with the metta is also done. And sometimes also the practice of metta 
as an attitude, but also as a meditation subject, is combined with the Eightfold Noble Path. That means with, uh, like with the Eightfold Noble Path, that means with Sila and then Samadhi and Panya. All the time, the Metta is there. Also, sometimes the, the practice is explained by way of uh, combination. That means by way of yoking the two practices together. That means the practice of uh, samadhi and then the practice of vipassana. So it is samatha, vipassana, yoganadda. That means uh, a, combination, a combi- combination of the pairs. Oh, so... Uh, sometimes we need to be calm, we need to practice samadhi and concentration, and sometimes we need to practice the vipassana, so the insight practice. Uh, so uh, to be able to use the two in combination is very useful. So in the case of samadhi, where the mind gets uh, more concentrated, then metta also is part of that. And then for the vipassana, then from metta, then the practice of insight also can be uh, also proceeded. We can also proceed uh, by way of insight. And, and then we can adjust sometimes samatha and then sometimes vipassana. Also the practice of the metta also can be a natural way of progression, it can go by itself, like we are just practicing and then the, the mind gets more concentrated and then naturally the mind expands and then also naturally the, 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 the strength of the mind increases by itself. But sometimes also, like uh, if we decide to do a more systematic uh, uh, approach with the Meta, then we can do like uh, different types of beings. Uh, we can change faces, we can change of, uh, of uh, classes, and then also we can change the directions. And there are a lot of varieties, and these varieties represent a more systematic approach. And then also, uh, in regard to the mind itself that is practicing all these uh, classification, the mind also can have uh, various levels of concentration. And then also it can be evaluated. That means uh, the mind at some point gets kind of concentrated. So like if you evaluate, if we evaluate the system by way of jhana, then with, some, uh, with, the, with the practice of metta, then you can go to the first jhana and then systematically you can go from the first to the second to the third and also to the fourth jhana and then very very systematic systematically but uh, uh, we could compare that to like the natural and then the systematic we could compare that to a vehicle so sometimes we have a vehicle where you shift the gears very purposely so you are in the first gear and then you back up in the neutral and then you go to the second gear and then you back up to the neutral, and then the third and the fourth, like this. So you go to the neutral, and then you change gear. But also, nowadays, you have, we have an automatic type of, uh, of uh, cars, and then you just push on the, on the gas, and by itself, the more you uh, apply your feet on the, on, the, on the pedal, then by itself, it is changing gear. So uh, 
the same way with our own meditation, we can just increase the intensity, we can increase the quality of the meditation, and by itself the mind is going to change gear, and then also the mind will get more and more concentrated. But the analytical part of it is not that uh, precise, whereas if you change purposely, you can, oh, this is the first grade, and then I, I, sh I shift to the second grade, and then I shift to the, thir the third grade. This is a little bit more systematic. It's a systematic. So it depends, actually, how we want to proceed. But definitely, the, the practice itself is a natural process, and it is also gradual. Like in one of the charts that, uh, that was given to you is speaking about the distance from the object. Huh? So we have seen that uh, when it comes to the practice of samatha and also the practice of vipassana, insight or analytical observation, then the mind is much closer to the object. So the object here will refer to the process of mind and body. So when we come closer to the, uh, to the body, for example, then there are many uh, possibilities to, uh, to develop other, uh, other subjects of meditation and then also to see the, the same object, like the body as an object, as a, in, in different ways. And in the same way also with the Brahma Vihara, that means when you are practicing the metta or the compassion or the sympathetic joy, equanimity, uh, then the same thing uh, can happen. That means you can, uh, you can gear also your meditation according to if you want to be more analytic or more, uh, more uh, concentrated. also the different modes of mindfulness that, uh, that are talked about, then uh, uh, there is a nice simile that I like to give. And uh, like the, the, the first modes, the first mode is guarding, uh, is guarding the senses. So we are always protecting ourselves. Huh? So we see what is needed to, to be done. And at some point, we just need to guard the mind. The second one is clear comprehension, and then the other ones are surrendering and uh, uh, observ uh, analytical observation. So uh, the first mode of mindfulness that is uh, related to guarding the senses, a nice simile uh, is there, and uh, it's about uh, a snake. Uh, and then you have a, a special uh, species in Sri Lanka that is called uh, Depatnaya. So it is very rare, and the, tra the translation for the name of that snake is a double-head cobra, or double-head snake. Uh, 
and uh, it's, uh, it lives in the night, but also it lives uh, under the rocks and also it makes some pathways uh, inside the ground. So uh, sometimes, like it, this, this is in Sri Lanka and it's uh, in the forest only, so many people don't know it. I look in the, in the dictionary, you have a dictionary, dictionary of snakes and could not find it. And uh, also before coming at the place where I was, there was a specialist who, who, who is a professor at the university in zoology and he is a specialist of snakes. And he, he didn't know, he did not know that species. So what is interesting with that species is that uh, uh, we see that uh, species also, I mean, the, the same idea, we see that sometimes with the bird. But the idea here is that uh, you have the snake huh, and then you have the head. But in the tail, the tail is a kind of fake. Huh? And then uh, on the tail, he lifts up the tail and the, the tail has a kind of a different color. Huh? And then the color represents the face. It represents a face. Like sometimes you see that with butterflies or sometimes also with birds. You look in the back of them and then the, the, you see the face of a, of a big animal or, or something like this. So that snake is having two head kind of so when it goes it, it goes uh, head first but the tail is lift, lift up and then you see another face there so the you know the the, the what it brings is the natural uh, type of uh, you know development of the species where uh, where i mean it's just for for defense just for for protecting himself so that he get he doesn't get attacked by he doesn't get attacked from the back so the same thing with the uh, guarding of the senses. If we know how to get our, guard our senses, then we can go in front with our own meditation, huh? whether it is samatha or vipassana, and then also we can always protect our back so that the defilements don't invade our mind. I never saw the snake myself, but my friend saw it in, in one of the in some somewhere in, in Sri Lanka in the jungle. But it's uh, we don't see that very often. So uh, I don't know if it was very clear, but uh, please I would like if you have any questions, then we can we we, we could go a little bit more in detail if you're interested. So. If you have anything to add or to, to ask, you are welcome. You mentioned um, the four Brahma Viharas, can they practice more um, like pure samatha or with more of an analytical um, aspect? So what would the difference be? Yes, like the question is that uh, the four Brahma Vihara, that means like Metta and then the other ones that uh, we eventually we, we will come across, they can be practiced as a Samatha meditation. That means you just use that to strengthen the mind and then to, to develop your Samadhi. But also, this same practice can be, uh, can be the, the, the base for Vipassana. So what is the difference with Samatha meditation and Vipassana meditation? So if you look at the charts that, uh, that were given, then you will see that the term is coming, you know, in the, in the elaboration of the, some explanation. And then it speaks, it speaks about object meditation and process meditation. Hmm? So object meditation refers to a concept. 
And then process meditation just refers to to the natural phenomena as they are beyond uh, the conceptual interpretation of them. So most of the Samatha meditation, they they are using concepts. So the idea of a human being, the idea of a female, the idea of a male, the idea of an animal or uh, uh, an angel or a devil, this is a conceptual representation of a field of energy. So all beings are fields of energy. They are just processes. But we interpret them the way that we are conditioned to see the reality. So in the case of the Vipassana, then we see the things, everything, just as a process. It is just energy, it is just forces, and then it is just in a constant flux. So it's always changing. But uh, when we develop the samatha, then the object that we are using is a concept. And then on these concepts, the concentration can build up quite strongly because the, we, we can keep an image, we can keep something that is not uh, unstable, we can make it uh, fixed. So in the case of the uh, practice of metta, the four then the concepts are used. So we are developing you know, this meditation by thinking about somebody or by thinking about uh, uh, classes of uh, beings or thinking about beings in sort, certain directions. But these objects are objects. These objects are also concepts. So if we are using that as a base, then samatha and, and then samadhi is uh, building up. And then because of that, then the concentration can be very strong. But you are not analy- analyzing so much what is going on. And also you don't see beings just as a process of constant uh, uh, flux. Oh, so you don't see that in this way. So it's, it's like that. No? So sometimes you can use that uh, you know, conceptually, and sometimes also you can just see that as a process. And also, uh, when you come to analyze or when you come to observe uh, with the vipassana eyes, then not only you will see, uh, you know, the disintegration or of concepts regarding to the forms of the of, of of the body, but also in regard to the mind. So both mind and body are going to be the object of uh, your meditation. So in the case that we are practicing metta or any type of uh, vipass- uh, any type of samatha, huh? so we are using an object. Like uh, anapanasati, you are using the breath. Hmm? But uh, once the, the concentration has been built up, then you are looking at the, the physical process and also you are looking at the subjective aspect of it. That means you are looking at the quality of your own mind. Also, the mind that has developed samadhi can become the object of your awareness. So if you are practicing metta, then once you finished it, then you look at how your mind is conditioning itself, it's con- is conditioning its own perception and that Perception together with the other mental factors are just a process. No? So they are a mental process. So you see that with your own self when you are practicing the metta, and also you are able to see that in the other beings of wh- on which you, you, you developed. Uh, uh, so instead of seeing the concept of a person or a being, then you just see the physical 
and mental process. So that follows on from using the Brahma Viharas as a subject. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, after one. Because if you also like the the the, uh, the 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 difference with the samatha and then also vipassana is that one you 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 surrender to the object. So that means you need a lot of faith, you need a lot of trust. So if you are analyzing too much at that time, then your meditation will not develop because you are investigating too much about what is happening. Huh? So this is a this is a bit of a difference. Like to, like to which to which to which extent do we need to develop samatha before doing the vipassana? So, of course, if you, it depends. It depends. So, uh, in some cases, the samatha is uh, uh, going easily, and then also it's easy to to develop, no? and then it can it can be developed, and uh, and then it is very useful. But uh, it depends on people. Some people cannot, or so, some people have difficulty to practice uh, very strong samadhi. So then they are, they can be encouraged to 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 go with the vipassana first. And uh, like in the in the gradual training, oh, the one of the page there, maybe the page, the last page is 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 showing us that uh, in the text, oh, in the text, you have some. Uh, Elaboration of the gradual training, uh, some explanation of uh, of the, the 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 system, the structure. But at some point, uh, a choice can be made. So you see that uh, some people develop, you know, can can go to the samatha and then develop the samatha before going to the vipassana. But some people just after uh, developing a very balanced mind with uh, contro- controlling the the. the Controlling the, the sense, guarding the sense, and protecting the mind, huh? and also with clear comprehension. Then from there, they can go straight to the vipassana because the mind is clear enough, and then they don't need to uh, to pass through uh, very uh, deep uh, samadhi. So it really depends on individuals. Huh? Some some schools, you know, some teachings, then they emphasize they say, no, no, no. If you don't ev- de- develop very strong samadhi, then you you will not be able to get the uh, insight. Huh? You will not be able to to practice vipassana correctly. Huh? And then some other people say, no, no. If you practice too much samadhi, then you get lost into uh, into an artificial type of uh, building up of your meditation, and then you don't see things as they are. So both of these. Uh, approach can uh, are, are possible. Mm-hmm. 
So it depends on ind individuals, really. That's why also uh, it's difficult to give instructions to a group of people like this in general, because we are all different. Huh? And also this is why uh, from today and then tomorrow we, we will start to see uh, each of you individually to see what you are interested in and also how do you incline, how do you want to develop your own practice. So it, it is more adjusted to really what we need no? and what we are looking for in our own practice. So I hope that the, 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 uh, what I said conveyed at least the title. No? Why is the path a multi-lane highway? So at least if you remember that, then it's enough. You can con continue to practice and you will be okay because there are many lines on the highway and as long as you go straight, you, you will be there. <laughs> so maybe we can... Uh, if you don't have any questions, well, we can just continue to sit and then as you feel... You, we, we, you, you can go on and, and do what you, what you would like to do. No more questions? Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Is there anything specific we should be considering? It should be what? Is there anything that we should be considering in an organized way <coughs> Pardon me. about our practice yes. before we have the meeting? Uh, as long as you are clear about what you are doing in your practice, then when you are meeting the teacher, you can discuss about that, huh? and then the, the, the may, you, you may get some idea. Huh? The, the, we, 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 we could give you some ideas of uh, how uh, you want to, how you can, how you could uh, continue your, your practice. But even if you are not so clear about what really you want to do, it doesn't matter. But I hope also that uh, we understand these uh, four modes of mindfulness, huh? and then they can always be uh, used, like the the, the four uh, the the, the two-headed cobra. So we can go forward, but still keep these uh, this protection always with us. Yes. To Samatha and Vipassana, can it be also the case that actually while practicing Samatha, insights can actually arise, especially with the metta practice, that even if one is directing the mind towards tranquility, but that in that process, insights can arise, as well as in the Vipassana practice, the concentration can also. Yes, so the question is about like uh, if we are practicing samatha, huh? so we are practicing samatha, for example, whether it's metta or anapanasati or anything like that, huh? and then we want to develop our samadhi. So at some point, naturally, insight will, will, will creep in, and then we'll have you know, just very deep insight about, uh, about, the th about how things are. So uh, the practice is sometimes difficult to really to. to, to, to to put in a box and to say no, no, it should be like that. Huh? So our practice will we can can combine each other from time to time. Like you practice samatha and then insight can come in. 
Uh, this is quite possible. And sometimes also the opposite is true, like you can practice the vipassana and then the mind becomes so calm and then so clear that naturally it, is just, it can just uh, switch into a state of uh, meditation samadhi. Uh, so that's why also to be able to, to differentiate with these, the, with these uh, stages of samadhi and also the objects of samadhi can help us be more clear about what happened. Uh, what happened when I was practicing vipassana and then the mind switched into a ver- very weird uh, state of, uh, of mind, very peaceful or very clear. And so what was that? So it, it, it is possible that sometimes we'll do the vipassana and then the mind could switch to, uh, to, to uh, uh, samadhi attainment. Mm-hmm. That's why also we, as much as possible, we have to be clear about the quality of the mind and also what we are doing, with which type of objects are supporting our meditation. When you are practicing when the, m- when you are you are you do you re- do you refer to the practice of metta when you are using a persons no, or beings no, or? I, I really am talking more about one pointedness on the breath. I find if I, I my my awareness goes to multiple things to the, to sounds to sometimes sight internal sight sometimes. Um, Thoughts arising, um, body sensations, and 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 there seems to be a re- an insight occurring at that those moments because they they come and they go. They're very quick. Um, yes. 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 But uh, also, like, I think it is interesting to make the difference with like what we say about gar- guarding the senses. Huh? So when, when I explain about guarding the senses, that means uh, the mind can be a little bit distant and then you, 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 you don't choose so much what are, you going, what are you looking at. It is kind of very general and then you know okay, now there is sound, there is the sight and then there is... Of course, if you are in that uh, uh, mood, then it is changing. Huh? But the attention is changing, not necessarily the object. So this is why... Yes, so, so the attention is changing. So, of course, the attention, I mean, it's so fast, the process of, uh, of, uh, of uh, being perceiving, huh? it, it is very fast. So, uh, in the, so you can use that just, in, just to protect your mind and then to keep your mind uh, untainted. Huh? This is a possibility. But uh, uh, when it comes to the vipassana, then not only the, the objects are going to change, as, uh, as different objects, huh? but the objects themselves. Huh? The objects themselves are going to be changing. So you are looking at, this, at the sound and then you see, you have the time to see that the sound is changing. Not that the, not that the intention is go- just going from one door to another door, but the objects itself is changing. 
it is like uh, it is like uh, if you are if you are looking at the stage like suppose you are in a theater uh, you are in a theater and then you are looking at the actors that come to the stage so you have one actor uh, that is coming on the stage uh, and then he, he, he is going away uh, on the on the in the back right so before he has gone in the back uh, and then you don't see him in, anymore then there is another one that is coming and then another one that is coming so uh, so there can be there can be uh, the possibility of looking at one actor and then before seeing his disappearance you are looking at the other one that is coming and then you are looking also at the, the other one that, that, that is coming but actually they, they will still be there on the same stage uh, they, they will not have disappeared whereas the practice of vipassana is you, 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 you take the object and then you follow it from its arising moment to the time that it disappears. So that's why we have to see what are we doing. Like, like if we, you just observe the process, it is very fast. So do we see the changing aspect of phenomena in the phenomena themselves or just the observation of that is, uh, is, is changing? Yes. Um, for many years, I've noticed that uh, after I'll take a, like a long hike in particular, when I get back, I see everything moving. Everything just, I mean, my, I'm looking straight ahead. But when you are coming back from a hike. From a hike, after I'm done with the hike, and I, I just, and I guess I notice it maybe when I'm home because I've changed the environment now back to something else. But there's like, it's just a fluid with, with everything I'm seeing, but everything has emotion to it. Yes. And I noticed that since I've been here now, I've been walking out of the meditation hall, and now I see it after that, as opposed to just after the long walk. walk. So I'm assuming there's just sort of an energetic movement that I'm becoming a little aware of. I mean, I don't think it's some particular, you know, super phenomenon or something, but just that that's the motion that, 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 that exists. Yes, you have to see. We have to see to which extent the our uh, vision or our sight or the the, the 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 insight we are having is conditioned just by the fact that we are more in energetic, or it is conditioned by the fact that the mind is sharper. So uh, to see with the vipassana eyes, the mind has to be very sharp, and then it depends on samadhi. So uh, you have to see what is the support for that, uh, for that insight. Huh? Because of course, if you go for a hike, then everything, you get more, much more energetic and then everything is just, uh, you, you, you see the natural uh, thing as just a flow. Huh? 
but uh, is it uh, is it a vision or is it a, a perception based on deep samadhi or is it just a perception just because there is more uh, energy otherwise otherwise we will just say okay now let's go for a hike you know and then we'll have good fun Okay, yes. Well, you have to see, that's why sometimes also the hike itself can be very revitalizing. So the fact of having more oxygen and then also you are more strong and then you are maybe the the samadhi that you practiced before and then supported by healthy conditions of of the body with the hair and then like that in the exercise, maybe this is uh, helping your mind to, to work much more together and then the, the insight can be genuine and then also the, the perception can be very deep right? because you are, you, you are grounded back to the experience and also the mind is more stable as where, whereas if you are just sometimes developing samadhi in the hall and then the whole day you get a, a bit cloudy, not clearer. So uh, we have to see what has brought that into being. Huh? And sometimes a lot of practice uh, can be uh, behind that and, and, and then moment of insight can happen just like this. You see, and they say, oh wow. You see, you, sometimes we read the text and, and people will come to the Buddha and then just like that they will just attain. No? But if we are to look at the background, what they did before, then we think, oh yes, of course, you know, uh, there, there, there were many other conditions that were supporting the insight that the person uh, is supposed to have uh, attained. So now we can just uh, we can just continue, I think. Huh? So the practice of metta seems to have been very conducive for all of us, and I think the the, the, the approach and the combination of metta in our uh, uh, meditation is very useful. So we can continue with that, and then see also like. Uh, eventually if we like to change uh, with something else or also if we like to combine that practice with another practice so maybe we just uh, we just uh, continue hmm?